Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we had Ashley Irwin and Eli Kestenbaum in the house from Angel's Envy. You may not know the name of its founder, Lincoln Henderson, but you definitely know his work and Ashley is going to get into that for you. They brought in the port finished rye, the bourbon, and the cast strength, which is one of those bottles where if you find it, just grab it. Just whatever it costs, just just grab it because you're probably never going to see it again. It's just one of those kind of bottles. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and be sure to tell your friends about it because just like a good whiskey, this podcast is better with friends. Always remember to enjoy this podcast responsibly. That means don't go sneaking around up in the attic and trying to find your Christmas presents early. Your mom and dad want to surprise you. Give them that. That's your gift to them for the gifts that they give to you. How long have you been a brand ambassador? Because it's your first time presenting in the Whiskey It's my side. first time. I- oh, yeah. Hello. I think it's really important to have more women in the oh, brand yeah. ambassador oh, okay. roles. I'm so a woman. Happy I forgot that. that. I'm a woman. Yeah. And you're in a safe place to do this. A lot of the greatest brand ambassadors have started off right here on these floorboards. Eli, did you do your first? Yeah, I actually have done with Society. I think it was a year ago, maybe and this month. It was month, just when you were starting off. Yeah, right? that was, was like, uh, my first couple months. Now, Angels in the, although, well, let's unwrap the story a little bit because Please. they're not one of the oldest, they're not one of the big boys at no. all, but they were started by one of the big boys. So Ashley, tell us a little history. So we were founded by a gentleman named Lincoln Henderson, and I like to equate Lincoln Henderson's contributions to the whiskey world as the Rick Rubin. Uh, he was hitting out all them uh, showstoppers and uh, number one hits at Woodford Reserve um, uh, for their mash bill, their delicious that he presented to the world for Gentleman Jack, for Jack Single Barrel. He worked for Brown Foreman for about 40 years. But Lincoln, like, created one of the most, probably the most popular American whiskey in the world. He was responsible for making Jack Daniels popular, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not a small feat. To be able to create a flavor profile that is now ubiquitous with what American whiskey is. If you travel into Europe, a lot of times when you go into a bar, they don't have bourbons. They definitely don't have single barrel bourbons or cast drink bourbons. If anything, a lot of times the only American whiskey on the shelf is going to be Jack Daniels. That's very true. Uh, and so, you know, that is, for all intents and purposes, that's kind of the face of American whiskey. And that flavor profile, for all intents and purposes, was created by Lincoln Henderson. Well, right on. So tell us about the beginning of the brand. Like, do you know how Lincoln first rolled this out? And then we can talk about what's happened recently in terms of the revitalization of the Main Street Distillery Row and the new distillery and everything that's happened there. How did you guys start off in, and when the brand first started, where was it being distilled? And how did he, what was, was he shooting for in the original flavor profile? Because right off the bat, we have original expressions. They weren't doing typical straight bourbon whiskey here. No, right. go ahead. No, my turn? No yeah. fighting. My I told job. you guys. Uh, the idea was uh, Lincoln Henderson was inspired by what was uh, being done to whiskey in in Scotland with scotch and uh, double maturation. So essentially, scotch was being aged uh, a second time in barrels that contained uh, sherry or port. And he was wondering why that wasn't being done with American whiskey. And it was actually a pretty radical idea at the time. 
Um, and he actually came out of retirement uh, to pursue this with his sons. So essentially, American bourbon aged in port casks was, you know, something that no one had ever done before. Um, it was a showstopper. It came in and it rattled a lot of feathers. And there was a lot of discussion about, is this a bourbon? Is this a, what is this? Yeah. So we call it a Kentucky straight whiskey bourbon that is finished in port barrels. We're getting our port barrels from Portugal, from small distilleries. They're distilled to us wet. Wait a minute. You get your port from Portugal? <laughs> <laughs> just, just checking in. I'm just teasing. I'm just... <laughs> Uh, so we age our whiskey for up to four to six years, and then they're going to spend some time, uh, these little lovelies, in the port barrels for up to six months. And what I like to call our flagship is liquid lace. I find that the port is a very subtle, approachable nuance that coats the mouth and makes it delicious to everyone. Yeah. So the second maturation will, will smooth uh, out the flavor profile a little bit more and also impart some characteristics of of the port, so in terms of cocktails, what I like to do with Angel's Emmy because it kind of has the added depth from the port wine is, you know, an old fashioned, usually you'd have to add some Angostura bitters, but um, essentially with this, it's, I, I think you, you don't really have to. Um, it's pretty good by itself. But with the, the added, you know, barrel finish, you do get these, it's almost like a cocktail in a glass. Oh, absolutely. You put that thing on a rock and it, it slowly opens up. It kind of starts off kind of dense and sweet mm -hmm. on the top. But as the ice melts, you can get like three or four different flavors. Oh, sure. Over Absolutely. the course of like, you know, you're sitting there for 20, 40 minutes. If you're like me, it's about two to four minutes. Oh, um, I'm straight out the gun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Are you a Kentucky girl? I'm from Atlanta originally, but my whole oh, dad's side of the family is from Kentucky. But we're not from that fancy Kentucky. We're from that coal mining country, honey. Oh, yeah. With them raw ruffians. Raw ruffians. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I'm not going to get it twisted. <laughs> What was beautiful about this as well as uh, Pedro was mentioning is that Lincoln believed that bourbon should be uh, appreciated at a lower proof at around 80. So our bourbon is actually 86.6, .6, which is not very hot. And it allows you to get all of those layerings, as you would say. So stick your nose in that glass, guys. Breathe in gently through your mouth. I've never had it. And share some food words. So... Traditional Mashville. Do you guys know the percentages on the, on the Mashville? It's seventy two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, ten percent malted barley. And are you guys using a, pr a proprietary yeast strain, or you just use like whatever distiller's yeast? How's that work? So it's actually the the new distillery right now is creating our own uh, yeast strain. Yeah, and then the but everything that's being sold in market right now is kind of. We are not privy to that knowledge. And Lincoln passed uh, several years ago now, and uh, son Wesley is still doing Still taking thing. over. So as we mentioned before, it is a multiple generational uh, endeavor. The new distillery is actually built on the premise of the old Louisville Elevator Company, which is where Lincoln's father uh, worked. So you could say that there are four generations that are putting their love into this, but it is Wes's son, um, sons and himself who are partaking in gifting this to all you nice fine folks. So what are you guys getting as you tap this over your tongue? What food words come to mind? This is a place where you can kind of expand your own kind of what should, huh? Wow. Cherry, I like that, I like that. What else? Because port, right? It's gonna impart a lot of different notes in your typical, say again? Green apple, beautiful. What else are you guys getting? Daisies? I like that. I know what you mean, because daisies to me, that's like a kind of a, 
It's an earthy, it's an earthy kind of green to me when I think daisies. Okay, so let's, let's, really let's think about what sweetness really means, though. When you're trying to get a little more specific with what's going on with your palate, you can think about honey. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. So there's a spectrum of sweetness. It could be powdered sugar. It could be brown sugar. It could be honey. It could be molasses. You know, there's many ways that it could be cotton candy. It could be bubble gum. You know, there's many ways that sweetness occurs. So take a second to go a little step deeper with what you think that sweetness means in this glass. What are you getting? I'm getting the dark cherry. Yeah, dark cherry is like yeah. one of the reasons I fell in love with this is that deep red fruit character. Like cherries and chocolate is what I get off of this, which is makes it worth the bottle price to me. Because it's not cheap. You guys are kind of like it's one of those ones you kind of have to look out for, which is why we have such a, like a hardcore crowd in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like these people who love Inzuki know that they have to seek it out to get yes. it. You know? right. Yes. What else, you guys? What do you think of the texture? What is the architecture of this of this whiskey as you? Like the beginning, middle, and end. How does it go across your tongue? Yeah. Eli, what are you getting? Uh, I always thought, like, I get, like, kind of like a nuttiness, like a, a raisin almost. Mm. Um, uh, vanilla notes, obviously. I think there's a little bit of sweetness. Um, yeah. And even though it's, you know, uh, lower in proof, I always thought that it's actually kind of, it kind of finishes hot a little bit. Or, but. I get that blueberry muffin game. Blueberry muffin. I get blueberry muffin. Is that why you want to become a brand investor? Let me get that blueberry real quick. I like that. Reminds me of Mama's cooking. I like that a lot, too. Yeah, really a beautiful bourbon. So, Kentucky Straight Bourbon finished in a port barrel. Port barrel. Mm -hmm. Now, in the last... How recently did was that new distillery completed? It was like two years ago? 2016. So Lincoln passed in uh, 2013, but he was actually able to see them starting to dig with the shovel. So it, the endeavor started 2013, opened to the public 2016. So I had Mick pour a little. We got Mick stopping for Stephanie tonight. Yay! All right. So, Thank you. This is his first time. So take it easy on him. All right. He's a sweet man. Take good care of him. But um, we poured a little heavy tonight because we only have three marks, not four. We're going to make it up for you in an awesome, beautiful, nice glass of whiskey. Yeah, volume. Make it pure volume. If you can't beat them, get them buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but let's just take a second to uh, have a toast to Lincoln. Yeah, let's right? do it. It's like he's that, one of that last generation. There's not many of these guys. So to Lincoln Anderson and to Lincoln you. Lincoln Anderson. All right, so you guys started that new distillery, and it was part of the revitalization after the big whiskey boom hit Louisville as hard as it hit everyone, and like kind of caught everybody off guard, I think. You know, people in Kentucky, they go a little slower. There's that southern pace of life, and all of a sudden, people are beating down their doors, wanting yeah. to do tours, wanting to see how things are made, wanting to know how bourbon comes to be, and you guys what used to be this kind of abandoned strip of major right for many years abandoned. I guess it yeah. was an industrial strip of right. beforehand, but it kind of dropped into decay, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And now, if you go to Louisville, they call it Distillery Row. It's, yeah. it's like what happened in downtown. It's completely different. There's this booming, bustling. There's like breweries happening. Breweries across. And yeah, it's popping and locking for sure. Popping and locking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Again, with the Rick Rubin, right? License to ill. Oh, my. We're going. There we go. We're showing my age now. Well, no, yeah, we're right there with you. I think he was talking about the Beast <laughs> So Mick's going to be coming around, but this new distillery, 
you guys have a beautiful new, um, like kind of a hybrid still, or it's like it's a new school. It's a brand new still that's like not like any of the other stills I saw in Kentucky. It's it's like can you speak it's to a, that? It's a column still. It's a column yeah, still, but it's a unique yeah. column still. It's not like like you go to Turkey and they've got like Big Bertha, like this big yeah. huge fat column right. still. Yeah. This one's a little like leaner. Flame. Yeah, it's, it's a lame machine. It's, yeah. It's tall. Yeah. It's a Vendome uh, copper. Yeah. Uh, column still, and then we have a pot doubler on it as well. That's what I was asking about because yeah. it's got that pot doubler on yeah, it. Yeah, on the side. So it's kind of like it. Again, it goes back to that new school, a new vision for what Kentucky bourbon is going to be. Yeah. All right. So Nick's coming around with the next marquee. So tell us about the rye. Again, a new slant on a, a very deep traditional whiskey. This is rye whiskey, but how is this different from your standard May I? rye, straight uh, rye whiskey? May I? No, let um, Ashley. No. It's your first time. No, right, no, she, please. She, no, no. I'll tell him. No. Right, Ashley, this is your first time. Hey, friends. <laughs> let me tell you about this little ditty right here, okay? So if the bourbon is liquid lace, then this is the fat bottom girl off Queen's album. Okay? How the ride differentiates itself from the bourbon is that it's finished in Caribbean rum cast for up to 18 months. Prior to that, it was Pierre Fran cognac barrels. So it's going from cognac to the rum to the rye. It's 100 proof, it's 95% rye on the mash bill, and it drinks like velvet. Yeah. And if you've never had the Pierre Ferron, uh, that is a really, really fine brandy. It's like, it's it's not cloyingly sweet at all. It's expansive. It's a really easily approachable, like one of, in my opinion, one of the best cognacs in the world. It's like, we have it on our bar, you know, it's, it's exquisite. But let's kind of decipher this. So finished in a rum cask, which is going to bring kind of like those traditional rum notes. Plantation rum is made from molasses, but the XO... Finished in cognac casks as well. Exactly. So let's check this out together and see what, what's going on. Is he sticking nose in that glass? What are you reminded of? It could be a food. It could be a color. Maple. Waffles. Okay. Waffles. Right. Butterscotch. Butterscotch. Christmas maple. time. Cookies. Toffee. Singing. Cream of wheat, I'll get with that. I'll glass. get with that. Life is really good. If this yeah. is your brunch, this is good. Is really good. This is definitely good. So this is what I was talking about. To me, I always get reminded of like that pancakes and syrup, you know? It's butter. So to wrap your head around the difference between rye whiskey and, and bourbon in general, Ashley, what do you think the differences are in flavor profile between just bourbon and rye in terms of just the mash bill? So bourbon sweet, it's corn, rye spicy, think rye bread. That's the easiest way to go about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not go on too long. <laughs> 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 uh, she has no questions. Welcome to Bar Sassolo. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, yeah, let's tap this over your tongue. What do you guys think? Yeah, what were you going to say? So, Brian, you play spicier than bourbons. Than so, right like what she was saying is like, think about the way, um, right. like that wheat bread versus yeah. rye bread. <coughs> you know, rye bread's got that kind of like, like a little sour, a yeah. little, a lot little more zing. spicy. Yeah. It's got a zing, yeah. Look. Whereas wheat bread's like savory and sweet kind of. Yeah. It's not, it's it's not almost sweet like sugar. Drier also, like mm -hmm. rye is drier. Corn's like rounder too. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when it's in your mouth, it's like rounder. I find that rye's softening. No. Say that again. Okay. Siphoning? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just waking up, you guys, this is my Monday morning. 
you know, it's, it's been a long weekend. Like so linear. It means like linear. it pulls linear. Like linear. Like a blade. Like like a blade. Like a blade. I, siphoning. I thought siphoning meant like it, it dries your palate. Is that what you? Well, well, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like so round corn round like a circle and then siphoning like a blade. Oh, okay. I like that. Sharper on the palate. Yeah. It cuts through. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Sharp. Okay. Like a scythe. Like a scythe. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. It's, it's, okay. I'm, I'm from Oregon, so I'm not knocking. I'm just trying to understand. Sure. Uh, well, it's only going to get worse as this booze keeps going. Oh, right. that's so, that's <laughs> y'all about to see the Kentucky side. You got the Atlanta a second ago, but it's about to get real I'm all the, the night is young. We're gonna have some fun. There you go. Right on. So, what is this coming in? What's the proof point on this one? Uh, hundred. Oh, jeez. Hundred proof. But I don't think it drinks like that at no, all. No, 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 no. I think it's. I think it's real lovely in that regard. I I find that a lot of times this expression might be a little sweet for my palate, but I'm not in the majority at all. I think most people gravitate towards sweet things. Actually, like when you're when you're in the marketing, and you're like, what do we want a flavor profile to look at? They're gonna look for sales, and like most people gravitate toward sweet things. You know, like it's kind of a, a biological imperative that we like sweetness because that's usually sweet things are safe to eat. Bitter things can be poisonous. You know, it's like the higher alcohol content for me, it pushes that flavor profile forward. It makes it easier to identify the different aspects. I think that you get that maple, you get that butter. They, it's easier to identify because it's not watered down. You know, it just becomes very like clear. There's a lot more flavor profiles than there used to be, and and having that richness, I like to think that it's because uh, whiskeys have become more complex and. Women have a better sense of smell and taste. Most professional tasters are women, and so they're attracted to that complexity. They can understand it better. They receive it in a way that men are just like, "Oh, I'm predetermined. I know what's going to happen. This is going to be this is going to be caramel." Whereas, like, women might approach it. A woman might approach it um, with a yeah, more of an open mind. I I don't want to suggest anything, but that's just what I experience in my tastings with women here in the Bar Jack Club. They tend to come up with more food words than I'm able to come up with often. It's just that. You know, having that ability to kind of keep an open mind and let the flavors come to you as opposed to be going like, I know what this is. You know what I mean? I'm just, um, yeah, like, I'm just drinking for a drink, right? I'm drinking for a drink. That's how I live my life. But we can can pretend. We can pretend like I don't. I mean, we can pretend like I'm classy, but I mean, I'm L-I-V-I-N over here, brother. You know? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Well, cheers to Elvis. Cheers to y'all. That's right. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers to y'all, my darling. Beautiful. Naming it. Thank you. What's also really special about this is this is only released twice a year. So this is released in spring and in fall. It's an extremely allocated product. Um, If you ever do see it, please. Treat yourself. And if you if you don't see it at your local liquor store, you can at least ask the person to order for you. Like I said, there it is pretty limited in allocation, but it's always good to try. You know, most mom pop liquor stores they'll order it if you ask them to. True. Yeah. You can also go onto angelsenvy.com and you can put in your zip code and you'll be able to find it there. We have a new platform that's called 500 Main that you can sign up for. It's an interactive process that allows you to be in the know of insider tips when we're releasing something special, um, some private stories that are happening from Wes or Kyle, 
Um, so I highly invite anybody to do that. That would be the best way to tap in, and you can also circumnavigate and get your stuff to you. Did you have another question? Yes. Have you guys ever tried yes. doing the cask strength right expression? You know, I would like to say that, if I may, um, so <laughs> Lincoln's philosophy towards whiskey was kind of a malcontent. He was never necessarily satisfied with something until it was the best. So there are always things that are happening at the distillery. We are never not doing something or not pushing forward. So that is the politician's answer for that concept. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But the thing, uh, that the reason often you won't see that cast strength of the rye is because if you water down, you can make more bottles. You know, yeah. even just bringing it down to a hundred, you're 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 getting like maybe twenty percent more yield overall for your entire allocation. So that's that's a huge amount of numbers in terms of trying to spread the word about what this whiskey is. You know, so we can sympathize with the idea that like there might not be that w enough whiskey to be able to release those castrons sure. that being said if you go to the distillery on a little tour yeah. there's always some distillery only treats yes which is tell us about that was you guys were mentioning something new that was coming down the the pike that initially is just going to be distillery only release right yeah so we released our first expression um since 2013, which is part of a series called the Cellars Collection, and it is a Kentucky straight whiskey bourbon that is aged in Olorosa sherry barrels. Ooh. It's 100 proof. We only released 3,600 bottles. Um, it was and hopefully still is available at the distillery um, if anybody would like to make a jaunt. And if you would, please let me know. I have a card. We can arrange for a tour for you and do something really special. Um so, well, thank you for yeah, extending that invitation. Okay. Yeah. Ashley, we're going to get a lot of emails. <laughs> that's all right. I like new friends. Do you have a right. house in Louisville? Is I mean, I, I, got, I got people. You know, okay. I got people. All right. So, Mick is going to come around with our third and final mark for the evening. And this is that whiskey that I was telling you about before. The super limited allocation. It wasn't that it was limited edition, it was just all they yeah, had to offer. So this is the cast strength bourbon. This is the cast strength <laughs> So please, uh, you guys have water crafts on your table if you need to clean out a glass. Go ahead and do that quickly. And uh, please make it easy for Mick. Show him an empty glass, make it obvious. Don't like have, make him have to choose. Yo. When you went and visited the distillery, they had some whiskey that had been smoked at the smokehouse across the street from the distillery. That sounds like Angel's Envy. That yeah. sounds like something you guys would do, right? Well, have you tried that? One? Super special. No. So we have a, a a finishing room bar that is a, a presentation that we'd like to take all of our guests to at the end of their tour, and you have a drink there. And we sometimes have um, individuals like me who are and Eli who are the whiskey guardians throughout the United States. Um, who were there crafting special things. So I would, if I may go out on a limb, I would say that it was to the individual's discretion to present something really special to you. But as I said before, we are always tinkering and, and trying to do fun things. They have a killer like cocktail lab at the yeah. distillery where it's amazing what they're doing back there. Like when I was there, they made like a, um, like a, a nut mix or something that was specifically for pairing with Angel's Envy, like the bartender there had like had it a custom yeah. like nut oh, yeah. mix made that was yeah. unique. The only place you can get it is at that distillery, and it was right. amazing. You know? Yeah, it's magnificent what they did.
Incredible stuff. So you guys are ramping up. You've got that new distillery. Are you going to be able to increase the amount of whiskey you're making every year? Do we have like kind of an idea of what it's looking like moving forward? We're going to be, we're going to be, uh, Hello, Will. Well, he's going to make some fun. He doesn't need to talk. He's fine. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> we're going to be hell on Will soon. We're, yeah, we're going to be churning and burning. We just added um, two or four more broilers. Uh, four? Four more broilers to the distillery. This year we're supposed to have increased production by 30%. Yeah. We're doing 24-hour distilling right now. And then we're also going to be, hopefully, in all 50 states. So, so again, still an emerging brand. But the fact that they're ramping up by 30%, that's a huge, huge, um, you know, tremendous addition to your yearly output. That's like... Say again? Yeah, question. What is the name Angels Envy? Oh, great question. What a great question, Con, sir. Um, <laughs> that was a paid remark. That was a paid remark. We talked earlier. Go ahead, honey bun. I, I insist. No, I insist. I implore, in fact. Okay, let me take it. They've heard enough of me. They're done with me. Um, uh, essentially, when whiskey is being aged in a barrel, a certain percentage of it actually evaporates, and that's what's known as the angel's share. So Lincoln wanted to call it uh, Angel's Envy because it's the envy of the angels, even the, the angel's share. Because when he tasted it, he yeah. said it was so damn good that it, it rivaled the angel's exactly. share. Exactly. And that's why it's called Angel's Envy. Yeah. Right on. Beautiful stuff. So you all have a little taste of something very precious in your glass right now. This is the Angel's Envy cast strength bourbon. Also finished in the, in the, in the pork cast, right? Yes. But not watered down to proof. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mick. <laughs> so let's uh, let's explore this together. Stick your nose in that glass. Yeah, go ahead. So this year, our proof changes every year. It's up to Wes's discretion how long it's going to spend time in the barrel and what proof it is. This year's is 124 proof. It's going to get you to where you need to go. So we don't need four marks. We can get away with three marks, right? <laughs> it's there. Yeah, so again, that high alcohol content, if it really hits you hard in the nose, just back off a little bit. Go slower. If you're just smelling alcohol, you're not wrong. You're definitely getting alcohol. That ethanol is going to spike really hard. But try to go breathe. What I do by breathing in gently through my mouth, you're drawing a little bit of the alcohol vapor over the back of your palate, kind of cooling it into what we call our retronasal area. Hopefully cooling it down enough that you can think about what food words you're reminded of, right? What are you getting? Nothing. Nothing. It's fire. Fire. It's fire. It's fire. It's fire. Okay, so that's a very good point. But in, in Lou Bryson's book, there's a great book on, on whiskey called Tasting Whiskey by Lou Bryson. And one of the things he talks about is how... When you first start tasting spirits on a daily basis, there's this like wall of fire where you get up and proof and all of a sudden it's like, now I'm just smelling fire. And it takes like months, like six months of practicing to kind of get over that wall of fire. So if you're every day, you're kind of training your palate to get used to that higher alcohol content and then... On the other side of that wall of fire, you get to the flowers, the, greener. The, the grass, yes. The corn is taller. The rye is spicier. The fruits are fruitier. The more you burn your palate. 
It's all right. It's all. It's a bird. It's a. It's a. It's a love bird. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice one. Yeah. So what are you guys getting? Tap this over your tongue. What are you getting on this castrin bourbon? Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, for sure. Fig. Fig. That's beautiful. Also, like Kit Kat nutter butter on the nose. Yes, sir. Yeah. There we go. Kit Kat nutter butter. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I'm get down with that. I like to get candy corn. 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 Little pecan pie. Don't be shy. There's no one interested. Maybe some even like like brown sugar on like a derby pie. You got that chocolate, that dance. Right on. And like I said, this is, as far as we know, the last uh, bottle of this Cheers. We're sharing from the last of the Bar Jackalope stash tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely special. Woo-hoo! That's a real deal. That's a real deal. It's a showstopper. Yes. So you built a new distillery, so that means you're going to start producing your own whiskey expressions. So does it mean that this is the end? It's announcing the end of those expressions? No. We'll still have these. We could maybe might have more. Who's to say? I can't. I can't say it. Well, that's I don't what the know. question was. That was yeah. my next question. I like, can't I, say it, but we might could. So let's see some more expression. I want to see four or five marks, you know? So you guys are so doing do this great experimentation. You've got the pork finish. you got the rum finish. What else can we dream up at Angel's Envy? You got an idea, Ashley? <laughs> So Kyle Wes's son is very interested in doing um, a lot of experiments, and he he is a young gentleman with a lot of fire in his heart. Um, so I would say that may I mean you're already playing with cognac barrels too. Something that I do know uh, it's not just uh, uh, it's the the type of wood barrels, the type of wood in the barrels themselves they've been experimenting with. So yeah. we might have tried Different kinds something. of oak. Is that exactly? What you mean? Maybe some French oak in there? Potentially. Oh, might could. Cannot, might could. Cannot confirm nor deny, but that's I don't definitely know. Who am I to say? something that I might have seen. I don't know. We, uh, may, we may have seen a thing or two. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. So Poli We're just politicians <laughs> getting around this right now. <laughs> what I do know is that they are always trying to push forward and do something unique, and that's something that every day, everybody, the distillery, the entire family is pushing towards. So... Do not be surprised if in the next couple of years something fantastic comes up. Well, we will be waiting with bated breath. Right on. Well, cheers, you guys. Thank you so much for coming Thank out you. tonight. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show was produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember.